We are the true masters of the earth sphere. Tune up! Hey, welcome everybody to the Tune Up Podcast. First one of its kind, first one in history. This is uh, Raphael, and I'm uh, here with my boy John. We are out here doing a little podcast there. Just to... Uh, Try to help people out during this time, give them a little something to talk about, something to do. Um, I guess I'll bring in John now. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. It's pretty exciting, pretty exciting. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm John, uh, a.k.a. Jay Poet. Uh, I am the CEO of 2Dev Gaming. Um, me and my partner here, Raphael, a.k.a. Sleepwalker, we're getting our podcast going. We're going to try to make this a weekly thing. Um, it's the first time we've done any podcasts. Uh, of course, this is kind of what we do in our everyday life anyways, sit around and talk about video games. So this should go pretty smooth as long as we can stay on course. I don't think an hour is going to be too hard to get through. Um, but we are going to open this up to any uh, questions. So I know it's listed that we're playing Dune just because that's the only way that uh, Streamlabs would let us go ahead and post it. Um, but uh, if you guys have any questions at all, please feel free to drop them in the chat. We'll try to get to them as quick as possible. Unless and uh, we know, we are all playing a little Doom right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Doom of society. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's what we've all been waiting for, but we didn't think there would be so much sweatpants. <laughs> so, um, so what you been doing during the uh, quarantine, there, sweet? Dude, uh, not much really. I mean, I, I I'm still working. They still got me working since I work from home, so I've just been doing, like, ridiculous amounts of work because they, like, took the cap off and then just said, hey, go crazy, guys, overtime to, you know, to the cows come home. So I'm doing that, you know, uh, me and my girl have been kicking it, me and Kia, and then um, I play, you know, video games in, in the meantime when I get the chance. I hear you, man. I hear you. I've uh, kind of been the opposite of you, really. I uh, my comp my company has uh, been so kind as to give me some uh, quarantine pay, so I got 160 hours of pay time off to be able to stay home with my family. So it's definitely been a blessing. Uh, it's coming to an end though, so I have to go back on Monday back to work. Um, I've been pretty much full time dad mode. Um, anybody who's friends with me on Facebook's been keeping track of the quarantine chronicles, I'm sure, but. I got two young daughters, so they are keeping me busy. I'm trying to come up with uh, something new and creative every day. I'm kind of taking back some odes to my childhood with some stuff that I'm trying to get them to do. And I'm having a lot of fun. I've been playing some uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. I am deeply addicted to it whenever the boss lady wife lets me play. And uh, other than that, it's been, uh, been Mr. Mister Momming it up, you know. She should get into more games, man. Well, you know, you know, the story with that is I've been trying to talk this woman in a decade trying to play video games with me. Mm -hmm. And the only the only one I can finally talk her into playing was we bowling. And the woman do and the woman dominates me every <laughs> single time we play. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I was talking to you a little bit earlier about getting board game simulator. Maybe she might be a little bit more into that since it's, you know, board games. And it's really the only way you can uh, play games with your friends right now. Well, you know, she does play board games. Uh, so we play board games all the time, as you know. We, you know, we play Rummy Cube and 
Monopoly and poker and um, Phase Ten, Banana Grams, you know, oh. games like that. We play, we play those quite often. We're definitely a board game family. Well, you know, it's all it's all gaming. I, I love me some good board games and tabletop games. Uh, we we do that more often with friends around here. But I haven't really got her to switch over to the video game variety, but she'll she'll play some board games. I mean, she's pretty good at them too. She she schooled me in Remy Cube last night. Matter of fact. Oh, nice. You know, at least you got some sort of gaming going on. I think everybody at heart is a bit of a gamer. Oh yeah. I think everyone is, especially, I mean, even my dad played Mario three and he's, when he was younger, he, he was, he was the, um, you know, you need to find something better to do than video games, you know, that kind of guy. And these days he's one of the most supportive, uh, people of two death gaming. So it's, it's been very cool watching his, his growth too. You know, it's funny. My mom used to play Mario back in the day, like, like kind of obsessively. I was like, oh, wow, dude, she just picked you off the, the, the table. <laughs> I get it. It's time for bed, boys. It's time for bed. <laughs> it's time for bed. It's time to beat level eight. Like, and uh, so Dr. Mario was really good. Like, she really liked that. And that, that's probably yeah. the last time she played video games. It's, she tried to play the new Mario, and she almost had a heart attack. Mario 3 was Mario 3 on the NES was the last one my dad played. And he got so he got so into that game that he actually he was sitting on the ground with his back against the wall and he kept dying in, in one spot and he got mad like pushed himself back against the wall and broke a hole in the drywall. <laughs> That's some real stuff, though. That's nice. Real right there, <laughs> anybody knows anybody knows my dad. He's quite the large man, so he, you can tell he was into it. He, but uh, he's, I think he'll play like Big Buck Hunter or something. But I don't Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. about it. That's fine. I mean, that's why they make those games for people who don't like the traditional stuff. You know, I'm I'm a bit into indie games. Me, like, I, I, I haven't been, I don't, I play the newer games that have come out, but I've just been really more into indies. I've played those so many years for so much longer. Yeah. You know, I, when I was younger, I was all about first person games, but, or, for, or single player games, but, you know, in the last 10 years of my life or 15 years of my life, I've played pretty much exclusively first-person shooters. And I've, I've been trying to change that and get more into single-player games again. Mm-hmm. You know, like Red Dead Redemption 2 and, and uh, Witcher 3 and all them. And I'd start them and I'd get through, you know, get through a chapter and then I'd be you know, kind of bored with it. Uh, I, rec- I, I recently did beat um, Jedi Fallen Order. That was a great game. I, I played it, started to finish and beat it. And I'm right smack in the middle of this breath of the wild and I'm loving life. Um, I think I have Call of Duty to help with that because I'm just kind of so done with Call of Duty and the Battle Royale modes and all that kind of stuff. I just, you know, don't want to mess with it, so I end up finding some of these other games. I know, I feel you. It's a, I know it's a pacing issue with me, and honestly, I like, I don't want to have to wait to get back into a game after dying once. You know, like, I just really so well with me. I'm not, I'm not digging it either. But yeah. on the other hand, let's talk a little bit about two deaths. You know, I'm getting to the meat and potatoes, guys. I know a lot of people who, uh, you know, if you're a viewer of this podcast or you listen to this podcast, you probably already have a uh, a general idea of what 2DEF Gaming is, so we won't get too too much into the meat and potatoes of it all. But when it comes down to it, guys, is, is 2DEF Gaming is, uh, is just an organization that we're creating to support all things gaming. Um, 
you know, me and Raphael, we've been friends for a long time. We've always video, you know, played video games together. We've always been gamers. Um, but we see we see an opportunity here in Louisville and our surrounding areas. Um, you know, esports is one of the fastest growing sports in the entire world, and it's completely underrepresented here in our region. Uh, so we wanted to make we wanted to change that. You know, there's kids making three million dollars in a Fortnite tournament, and there's nobody here to, you know, find the next great player in Louisville to uh, to move them up to the big leagues and into the competitive gaming world and and uh, kind of be their their springboard into that scene. So that's kind of what we're wanting to do. We also, you know, we we throw these these social events, um, which has been a big hit so far, and uh, just kind of get gamers together and just have a good time and hang out. Um, We've made a lot of a lot of really cool partners and a lot of really good friends and uh, some sponsorships from some some companies and we really got it rolling. Um, unfortunately, with the whole quarantine and the COVID nineteen outbreak, um, we've unfortunately had to postpone our launch party. Uh, we were full steam ahead with it, and um, we, we've had to postpone it. Uh, we don't know the date yet. We're gonna wait for all this to to blow over. Um, but in the meantime, we still got things going on. We still got this podcast and. We're doing more online content. We have our keep your keep your ass at home game night coming up on Friday. Um, you guys can check out our. <laughs> please do keep your ass at home. But you guys can come check out our page, <laughs> right? Join the Discord page and then come holler at us Friday. We're, we're going to get uh, everybody we can together, play some games together, and uh, we get enough people, we'll break off some uh, some tournaments and maybe win some prizes and do some giveaways. So we're looking we're looking forward to that. At least. You know, people can find somebody to play, you know, game if, you know, because sometimes people have that off game or something like that. They want to have somebody to play with, and it's a good place to try to find somebody to get in on that online action. Because, you know, I, oh, for sure. I, I, cause I, I'd like to play a game of Divinity Original Sin. I know that's, that's kind of a, a long game, but I'd like to at least start a campaign with a few people and stuff. Maybe you can meet up once a week and do that. Because, uh, I mean, what else are we doing? Right. Well, you know, these social events and stuff like that. I mean, we have a we have a pretty large base already. I mean, we're coming up on twenty two hundred followers on our page and, you know, our group has almost three hundred and fifty. And I know most of them personally uh, in the group side, not necessarily the page side, but um, and, and, you know, but they don't know each other. So, so, you know, some people are a little bit more socially awkward or don't want to, you know, step out of their comfort zone and introduce themselves or invite someone to their game or what have you. So. I'm hoping this online game night is really kind of taking opportunity out of chaos, you know, and we can all get to know each other better and kind of help grow this community, you know, because at the end of the day, this grassroots gaming community in Louisville is what is going to be our our bloodline, you know, it's, it's what's going to be our soul in this 2 deaf gaming business. So, so anything we can, you know, to work with other local groups and other local gaming groups and stuff like that and, and get everyone on board and everyone to know each other and have a real sense of community. And that's really how we're going to make a difference. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think, you know, fostering community is probably the uh, single best thing we can do at this time. You know, really kind of bringing ourselves together and, you know, looking out for each other. And, you know, whether it be online gaming or just online in general, trying to, you know, really grow relationships. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's what's all about at the end of the day. It's really what it's all about. I see James Hill's watching. What's up, James Hill? Going on, Hill Dog. Yeah, you know, I think he may have already left, but he was he's here. He uh, he'd be a good uh guest on our next podcast. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Uh, I don't know about that. 
I got fa- I got faith in you, Unc. I got faith in you. <laughs> we might have to go to center. Like we're gonna have to talk to him. We're gonna have to talk to the board. That's all. That's... <laughs> <laughs> no, but but uh, everybody is listening, man. If you guys are looking for something to do, I know it's kind of short notice. Um, I have a buddy of mine, Michael Roby, who has been uh, constantly asking me, "Hey, let's have a one versus one gunfight tournament on Call of Duty. Let's do it. Let's do it." So I told him if he can get enough people, um, then we uh, then we will have it. Yeah, we got enough people for it. I mean, what is it in? What game? Uh, the gunfight will be in Call of Duty tomorrow. So to be like one versus one, uh, gunfight is like a is a mode where you start with a random weapon, and each kill that you get, you get a you get a new progression of weapons. So then the first the first person who works those, their way all the way through all the weapons wins. Okay, all right, that sounds dope. Now I don't have Call of Duty, but I'd like to see one of those go down. Well, we uh, we had a couple companies uh, make some sponsor donations to TUDEF for our launch party giveaways. Uh, but since the launch party is still kind of up in the air, we don't even know if, you know, I got a vacation schedule. Well, we've already canceled one vacation in April. We have another one scheduled in, in uh, July, and we don't even know if we're going to be able to do it. So um, knowing that we don't even know if we'll have vacations being able to go to in July, you know, it's, you know, who knows when the launch party is going to happen. So we, we may be able to use some of those sponsor donations for, uh, the winnings of the tournament. Yeah, you know, maybe so, uh, uh, give out a little door prize or something like somebody who gets to the end. We can also have a fighting game tournament as well. That's always good to hook up. You know, there's Smash Brothers, Tekken, uh, Mortal Kombat. And I think most of them have a tournament mode in there. So James says Goldberg's in the house. Austin just joined and said that they can only hear me. They can only hear you. All right, well, hold on. Hold on. Let's let's try this. Let's try this real fast. Can you hear me now? Austin, you still with us, bro? Let me know in the comments. Yeah, let me know, Austin. Can you hear me now in the comments? Or that'd be weird if it was just John talking alone. It's like, I oh, mean, he's having a really <laughs> good conversation. You <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> well, you know what's funny? That's exactly what happened to me. Is I uh, had my cousin Tyler. Oh, he's responding. He said, "I'm very faint." All right, I'm raising it up. Can you hear me? The godlike boom. <laughs> I bet you turn off your headset and it's only recording you through the computer now. Uh, well, if he's hearing me faintly and he couldn't hear me before, then it had to have been something so i just you know changed it well to... guys it wouldn't be our first podcast if there wasn't at least one technical difficulty yeah so i mean i've raised it up changed it hopefully i can hear it all right so john uh james is here both of us uh, and austin's saying it's getting better okay it's, good it's getting better all the time i just had to finish that right go um so i'm gonna just raise that all the way up hopefully it's not too much and splashing people's ear out but uh let us continue we were talking about the game night yes yes so I'm, I'm really hoping that it gives people an opportunity to get on and play together and uh kind of form this community so uh, i think it'll be fun and be a good little event to have since we're all kind of stuck in the house anyway yeah. and i think it'll be really fun yeah hopefully i can find some people to do that game divinity and we can get some real you know, D&D. Matt Walters just joined. What's up, Slug Rock? How you doing, brother? Oh, Matt. 
See, dude, you need to join me for D&D, Matt. I mean, not D&D, uh, uh, Divinity, Original Sin 2. You should join Party, because it's the closest we're going to get to D&D on a video game. You still hear me? <laughs> he said it's, he said it's your chocolate rain voice. <laughs> see he sounds he said he sounds he sounds deep on my end so it's like as soon as he got on the phone call i was like god is that you <laughs> you got a turkey sandwich sound like my, sounds like michael j white and shit <laughs> michael john white is it michael j white <laughs> what if he was this is michael john white teen wolf like, <laughs> I am spawning. No, I'm he's, spa- he's spawned, but he has Parkinson's. Duh. Duh. I wasn't even going to do that, bro. That's messed Oh, yeah. We have fun here. Yeah, we have fun here. We, we got to stay on topic unless we're going to go way over it. So. All right, all right, all right. So, what is the first topic we're talking about on this lovely podcast? All right. So, the the main topic for today uh, is going to be the decline and relevance of physical media versus mer- uh, virtual media. Uh, and that does include E3 and, uh, you know, every, everything else that comes with it. So, kind of, what, what are your thoughts on the sweep? Um, you know, E3... I feel is part of that, but E3 was kind of on a bumpy road before, you know, like, you know, I know the, the uh, rise of digital media is kind of, you know, taken from it because PlayStation and even Nintendo can just hold their own thing and PlayStation straight up pulled out. But not only did they pull out, uh, was it Jeff Keighley, the guy who does the game awards? He pulled out. He's a real big figure. The people that were their creative directors, they pulled out as well. And that was before the coronavirus. And oh, the it, PlayStation's pulled out the last two or three years, haven't they? Yeah, and that two or three years. And that was before the coronavirus. And E3's, and then plus the ESA, the people who run it have kind of, you know, they've done some things over the past that, you know, may, aren't very, uh, like, aren't very on the up and up. I believe it was 2017 when, uh, like, they had a leak of all people who came there. And it was just like a very stupid leak, like something that really should have been caught by them. And uh, they, they, they've done some shady stuff in between there. And it's just, you know, it's one of those things where E3, I think, is kind of sealing its own fate. But the digital media coming up and in, in basically taking the cloud of physical media is, is, base, is a very big one because you don't, you don't really need to come down here anymore. You don't need to physically be in this area anymore. I mean, I tell you, it's really a changing landscape. Um, you know, Austin, Austin Chain, who's in the chat, he gives me grief about it all the time because I'm still uh, one of these old school cats still goes to midnight releases at GameStop. And, uh, you know, part, part of that is because it's like layaway and I can pay slowly and surely on my games. But also it's because I like having the physical copy still. But mm-hmm. um, it's definitely a trend nationally that is, it is, is changing drastically. I mean, we even have entire entire um, consoles like the xbox one s has an all digital edition that's coming out that doesn't even have a disc drive yeah um and it's it's not even it's not even just in video games um i got this this is a recent report from the uh from the mpaa which is the motion picture association of america so these are just just movies yeah 
I said that there's been a 48% decline in global physical media sales between 2014 and 2018. So that's, that's almost half of the amount of, of physical media that was bought. And that's not even including the last two years has really seen the biggest bump on, um, on, on the digital sales. Um, I mean, if you look, if you look at video games specifically over the past decade, so like in 2009, 80% of all game sales came from a physical disc or cartridge. Mm-hmm. And now, and, and just and only 20% was digital back then in 2009 mm-hmm. in, in 2017, the figures swapped. So it was 80% were mm-hmm. were did were digital transactions. So eighty percent of video game purchases in two thousand seventeen, mm-hmm. mind you. So that's not even including these last two years. Yeah. Have that, all have have all been digital. And that's just so, you know, I mean, a recent phenomenon, but it just completely swapped because <clears throat> it's easier. You can get to most people and there's no overhead of having to, you know, pump out all these CDs and pay for, you know, the hardware and everything like that. All the all the hard things you just put it on the digital and just pay for your spot on the store and that's all you have to pay. And well, you know, and and, and stuff like the Xbox Game Pass is coming out and, yeah. and you know, and stuff like that is really is really kind of is really is really changing this landscape even more. And I think the Xbox did... Game Pass is kind of like stepping on its own foot because you can have that on the computer and not own an Xbox. Yeah, that is true. Well, yeah. I mean, but you also, but you also have the Microsoft connection where you could you could play Microsoft games from your Xbox on your computer. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like I like that because the Xbox Game Pass is just a really good deal. You know, it's just kind of you know on its face a really good deal. It's just the thing steps on its own foot because it's like if you have a real good computer, why would I need an Xbox? Well, it is true. And, you know, things are different. You know, back in the day when me and James Hill and, and Matt here, when we when we were very first starting playing on computers, you know, that's where, you know, the only consoles you had were the Nintendo, the Sega, Super Nintendo, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't really online gaming. So mm-hmm. when we first started online gaming online, you know, with Rogue Spear, um, you know, we played the hell out of that game. And then when we, when that game kind of phased out and we moved over to Counter-Strike Source, mm-hmm. I had to go, I had to go and literally upgrade my entire computer you know what i'm saying so i had to get a new graphics card to handle counter-strike source but my motherboard didn't hold that graphics card then i needed more ram and i needed more of this and, that is and each game each game it seemed like i had to update my computer these days you buy a computer you're good for a while you know the technology's kind of caught up with itself yeah i mean you know a lot of the times the computer a really high-end one is beyond the consoles so you know like your consoles have to catch up with it and <clears throat> I, I think this digital media, man, it's just, you know, as I was talking to, uh, you know, David the day, not the other day, but, you know, a while ago about that, and I was like, it's going to phase out the physical media, not completely. You'll be able to get physical media, but the industry in itself will be a little bit phased out because everybody's going to get it digital. It's, you know, and if we had like a, something in like a public internet, I know that's, you know, sounds socialist or something like that. If we had public internet, then there would be almost no reason for the physical media except for people who want to collect things. Well, if you can guarantee that people had a uh, had a yeah. decent and reliable internet connection, I mean, yeah. you know, coming from my perspective and my profession, I mean, I see people who literally still have three meg internet, and that's all that's available to them in their house. Yeah, because you know, maybe Time Warner doesn't service that area, AT and T does, but based on their distance, this is the much as much as we can provide them. So there's no way that you're going to be able to sit there and download one of these damn twenty gig 
updates on Call of Duty on your internet with three meg internet. You'll be there for four days. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like I mean, downloading Call of Duty in general because it's like over a hundred gigs, which is like one of the biggest games of ever. Well, I mean, the writing's on the wall. I mean, I, I mm. bought a brand new laptop here recently that I'm that I'm on currently, and it does not have a disk drive. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like there's there's not even a disk drive in it. So if I buy a new uh, piece of software. I'm going to have to do the digital download. It's just the only way to it. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I, and I definitely foresee consoles going the same way, especially Xbox. It seems like, it seems like PlayStation is kind of being more, um, you know, they're still kind of, you know, hanging on to their, to their, the physical media a little bit more than maybe, you know, yeah. even Nintendo, you know? Yeah. I could tell that, you know, like with, uh, PlayStation there, they want to have that option open, but at the same time, you know, they're pretty like, there, the PlayStation Now is nowhere near as good as the Xbox Game Pass. But if you know if that gets better to where you can actually just rent or have games on like a streaming service, you're gonna see that physical media go like, you know, it's gonna be like an antique, something that people pick up more for collecting and something oh, I mean, they that's, have. You know, absolutely, bro. I mean, look look how quickly Blockbuster became. Oh my god, just obsolete after off the streaming services, Netflix just destroyed. I mean, Blockbuster just just dropped like that. And now Redbox is doing the same things. You can't rent video games from Redboxes anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even some movies aren't there anymore. I mean, it's it's all it's all over streaming sites. I mean, I even I've just recently cut the cord on cable and we mm -hmm. stream everything we have now. So I don't even have a physical cable. I mean, at work, they're trying to do away with wires altogether. You know, mm -hmm. they got this 5G technology they're really trying to push, and you're going to have a puck in your house, and you're not even going to have a wire coming to your home to power your internet. It's, think, it's all going to be... I think that's awesome, but I still like the safety of a hard wire. You know, the assuredness of a hard wire. You know, like... Oh, I mean... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? I, I'm the same way. If, if, I'm hit, if I'm hooking my Xbox up, I want a hard Yeah, you know, the same thing with my PlayStation. If I'm going to be online or anything like that, I want a hard wire because it's just a better connection. I mean... Once we can ensure that, you know, it's like everybody's getting a T1 connection or some shit like that, then, yeah, then, yeah, you know, go ahead and throw it away. But um, until then, they're just going to have to need that. Because remember when the Xbox 360 came out and they were kind of doing that whole you won't own your own games thing, and then they had to, you know, press up off that with the DRM stuff? That was a big thing then, too, because a lot of people, like you said, do not have the capability of that internet. So they wouldn't even yeah. be able to have their uh, the Xbox. Um, what's it called? Um, was it 360 or was the Xbox One? I'm sorry, their Xbox One wouldn't be really good for them. You know, they wouldn't be able to enjoy it like that because they didn't have a proper internet. Well, it's frustrating to me. I mean, you get yeah. the game, you still got to download it. You know, so you still got to sit there and wait forever. And yeah. I don't know. It, it, it ends up getting that part of the Xbox is annoying, but. Hold up for a minute. Uh, James says, if I put on my Bose wireless headset, would I be able to talk to you guys? No, no, James, you would not be able to. We are actually uh, we are actually streaming a conversation through Discord into Streamlabs yeah. on OBS to stream it. So, no, you wouldn't be able to unless you uh, joined in on the call as a guest. Yeah, you would have to be added into the call for that. And, you know. <laughs> Austin James trying to get in on it. <laughs> <Just send> me <laughs> Let me in this conversation. In <laughs> you know, I, well, we, one we, thing, we will definitely, we will, we will definitely be having guests in the future. Also, we'll definitely have you on in the future uh, for this one. I mean, we're not too far from the end of it anyway, and uh, um, and this is our very first one. So we'll, we'll definitely start having guests on each week, uh, especially once we're able to start mingling again. 
One thing Austin said all- earlier. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just reading some of these comments. Here, here comes Matt over calling us. But I don't know. He's, he's probably he's taking notes right now. <laughs> he's like, hey man, it's a high high level nerding right here. You need to get on it. Anyways, like Austin, uh, what he said earlier about you know simulation sports being you know on the rise too because of digital, and that's another thing. Like the like what we're getting into esports is almost completely because of the digital landscape. You know? It's it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. I have my good friend over at the level up experience you know shout out to the level up experience um you know he's he's talked about this at links uh, about how some of these some of these companies in the change of times need to really get with it um you know I've, i watched a stream the other day that had two different nba players um who, who were kind of trash at 2k <laughs> they weren't very good but <laughs> but but they, but they were playing each other on their their perspective teams you know what i mean so because the season got canceled but people still yeah. want to watch sports so bad that i mean I've seen memes and jokes about you know having putting the computers on, making them face each other because they they want they want to watch sports so bad. Yeah, I, so, I mean, did, I, did you hear about that thing where NASCAR had a bunch of racers just doing the virtual race, and uh, they it just and like people watched it and they actually liked it because it was it was basically just like NASCAR. It, you know, the graphics were good and they just basically did a virtual race. I think it's something we're going to see a lot more in the future. Uh, I mean, and, and it depends. This this whole COVID thing could blow over, and we could could be back to business as usual, and not, never really think about it again. But well, if when, it's when, like... when you've been, you know, if it's, I think Andy Bashir, I'm if I'm not mistaken, I didn't watch the the thing myself, but based on some of the Facebook posts I've seen, which I have not verified this, which is not like me, but um, I have seen multiple people. Uh, who are typically pretty trustworthy with their information, talking about Andy suggesting uh, three three months more of social distancing. Yeah, self quarantine. I mean, that's what a lot so, of I mean, the doctors are saying too. That it's going to be like maybe till November. So I mean, so I mean, if you got three more months of this stuff, I mean, pe- people are going to go crazy. I mean, that's going to get into the football season. I mean, that's it's really going to start messing with stuff. I mean, it's already changing mm-hmm. uh, sports in general. I mean, you know, not just esports. I mean, I think esports can probably do pretty well. I mean, they're not going to get ticket sales from their events and stuff like that, but they could essentially sell tickets for online gaming. I mean, you yeah. could have an online tournament and sell tickets for spectators. I mean, people would buy that. Yeah, you uh, literally that's, have, that's how, uh, you know, because have people subscribe to it or whatever like that because it's also views. And people oh, I mean, it's, that's how hungry people are for this stuff right now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I mean, I think because of this COVID-19 thing, you're going to see maybe a lot of virtual things rise that probably would have took a little bit longer if we weren't forced to be, you know, you know, to be inside. But since we're forced to be inside, you might see a lot of virtual things take off. You know, like oh, we already have. I mean, uh, Netflix yeah. has Netflix has the party watching thing that they have, the watch party. uh yeah. Um, new feature that they have, which is really cool, where you can get multiple people watching a show together, and you can comment and, and you know type and talk while while it's watching. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think the right the, the writing's on the wall. I mean, this is this is where people are going to start going. And if anything, even if COVID, if the COVID nineteen kind of blows away and life is, is as usual, kind of you know, you know, starts back up again, people are still going to see the the value in in doing it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think these businesses are going to see that the operation costs are going to drop by like eighty percent when you know when you start streaming things and and doing yeah. it more online and having media. it all virtual and everything like that. Dude, like my job right now is ninety nine percent at home now, like 
99% is there, all of them are at home. And honestly, <laughs> they say they're doing more than they were before, you know, people were there. Like, like they're I mean, th think about it from humanity standpoint. And I know, yeah. granted, tons and tons, way more people still work at a physical location for humanity work at home, I'm sure. Yeah. But think about humanity. They don't even have to own a building and pay all that outrageous downtown rent when yeah. they could just send all their workers and have them work outside. The electricity home, bill I mean. alone, you know, it's, it's done. It's basically given off to the employee at their own home, and that's not even a lot. Honestly, I say, like, I know it wouldn't go that way because people just don't. Not everybody wants to work at home. Not every, you know, like not everybody likes. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, you know, like he is not. He is getting along with it, but she doesn't like really like working at home and everything like that. So I could see it's probably not going to go over well. But I think they should just give everybody the option to stay. Why not? You know, if they well, want it's, to, especially now. I mean, and, and that's very, that's very job specific. You know, like my job, there's no way in the world I could do my job from home. You know what I mean? So, um, but, but, you know, even if I had your job, I, I, I like looking forward to going home. You know, mm -hmm. that, that's what gets me through my long day is no one come home and my to me and yell daddy and give me a big hug. That's kind of the highlight of my day uh, is, is when I'm, you know, knowing that I'm going to be going home at a certain time or whatever. So, mm -hmm. Working at home for me, I'd be, I'd be ready to get out of the house all the time. I you see, like, the thing about it for me is not more or less coming home. It's just my day at work is so much smoother when I don't have to deal with anybody else. Like, I don't have to deal with pettiness. I have to deal with Susan and her fucking dolls on the table. I don't have to do any of that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Randy over in Cubicle 3 smells like shit. You smell like Gouda cheese, bro. Go home, take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, like, I don't have to deal with all that, you know, I, and I can sit there, have a nice coffee, turn on whatever I want to turn on, you know, maybe play a nice slow RPGs that doesn't, you know, ruin my production or anything like that. I mean, hey, Pornhub's giving a week, a, a week of premium for free right now, you know? Well, it's interesting to me. I mean, I, like I said, the, the writing is on um, everyone's going towards digital media over physical media. It's, it's just what's happening. Um, I did see this interesting article from uh, a, a, a site called Inside Hook. And they're talking about why millennials are refusing to let go of physical media. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as much as we, as much to our regret, you know, we, we, we are millennials, you know. And it, it's, it's, sim it's similar to me. You know, there's something about going to GameStop on the night of a release and getting that physical copy in my hand mm -hmm. that is just kind of rewarding to me. Um, you know, you know, like, like Austin does it all the time. Like we'll, we'll get the game and Austin's playing it, you know, an hour or two before me because he can start a download earlier. Then, you know, with me, I have to come home and put my, put my disc in, but uh, millennials, for whatever reason, they kind of have this nostalgic. Um, I'll just read a little bit. I don't want to sit here and read from my article on our podcast, but well, yeah. I was talking about how, you know, Millennials are notorious for killing things. Uh, the power lunch, diamond sales, breakfast cereal. But uh, all this obsession over what is what this generation isn't buying tends to overshadow the fact that in an increasingly digital world, they are, by and large, the ones keeping physical media alive. So, you know, it goes on about if you help anyone between 24 and 40 move, you know that they still have books and records and CDs and DVDs, mm -hmm. which, which is my family. I mean, you know, we, we joke. I think it was you, actually. Me and Tamara were talking to you, and we were like, 
we're talking about someone breaking into our car and the conversation was like, well, the only thing they can steal is CDs. You know, we just got a bunch of CDs in there. And you were like, CDs? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you I still have CDs? I remember when you were trying to make a mixtape for your birthday and you came over and it was like, uh, man, you don't got no CDs on you? I was like, dude, this 2011, <laughs> bro. No one got no CDs. <laughs> like, like who, are you, who are you kidding? Like, but yeah, no. Like, what you're saying is, you know... I can feel that because our generation, the millennial generation, is really big on nostalgia. We are like nostalgia whores. You can sell nostalgia to us all day because check it. Like, they just dropped five remakes of games that came out in the 90s. And all the most popular games out right now. Yeah, and they're the most popular games. The most popular games. Same things with movies. They're remaking every single movie that you see and now they're... You know, now they're having success again. Yeah, and we and you know, our, our our generation eats that up, man. If they drop another Thundercats, it could be utter garbage and our generation would get in it. Well, you saw excuse me. They they have butchered a few. Yeah, you know, they have. Uh, like the thing is, you know, they they've remade stuff so many times and resold it back. Look, Nintendo's entire existence is Mario and Zelda remade for us. <laughs> right, and that is true. They've been remaking the same games for years. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I eat them up though. Still, I mean, hell, this Breath of the Wild is one of the best games I've ever played. So. Yeah, they're good. They're not, and they're, they're not bad at all. But the, we are we are just so hungry for nostalgia for some reason. Well, they, um, you know, for me, it's it's also a sense of security. You know, Tamara uses cloud a lot, so like you know. Everything's through our phones. You know, that's just the life we live in nowadays is everything's through our phones. So, like, both of our daughters, their entire lives are in the photo albums in her phone. Mm-hmm. You know, we it's, and we try to print off physical copies. And, and, you know, and I do print off more physical copies than probably the average person these days. But that's because all it takes is for her phone to go out mm-hmm. or the cloud to crash or, or whatever. And every single piece of media that we own is gone. Yeah. So you know, I, I really, I really like having at least a junk drive, you know, or a CD. Like we, I got her uh, this thing called uh, Meet EB, um, and it's just a, it's basically a personal cloud for your home. But at least it's, at least it's a physical port that it, that has our stuff in it. Yeah. I mean, hell, I'm I'm 34. What are you, 35 or 36? 36. So I mean, it, even in our lifetime, think about. You know, we we went through, and we, we didn't really get to see eight. I mean, maybe eight track was on the very end of, of ours, but it was pretty much the cassette. Yeah. You know, the, the CD. And you know, now, and then yeah. then it went then it went to the jump drive. Now it's just aux cords. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. all, it's now it's just literally floating in the air, and it just needed a device to pick it out. So you don't even have a physical copy of your stuff. I mean, you have to yeah. pay to keep it in the cloud or whatever. So it's that to is... me, I don't I don't feel the security of having the actual physical copy right there you know if my if like you know if you have a digital version of on your xbox and, the, and your xbox craps out on you you know I, I feel more security and i know there's ways around it but i, I have more security knowing that i have the disc so yeah. when i get my new xbox i can just pop in my disc and then bam i have my game again you know and, and honestly that's another argument for physical media because uh there's the phenomenon of you just not owning anything. Like, people just, you know, like, in the future, giving out subscriptions to their stuff, but you never truly owning it. 
Like, thanks, James. James, I appreciate you coming by and checking it out, man. Yeah, thanks, James. Like, but like, for so they so basically they can just have a subscription to this game, and you got to pay five dollars a month, but you can never own the game. Yeah, you know well, that's that's essentially that's essentially the game path. Yeah, and, and that's, that's essentially what what it's based on. And and and, and that is ingenious, but like, thing is, you could always buy the game separately. But if we got to a point where developers were just giving out subscriptions to their game instead of letting you have the game. Like, that's the one thing I fear with digital releases. Because with digital releases, you don't really own that. They could take that away from you. Even if you bought it and it's on your system, they could take that away from you. They can take stuff out of it. They can do it all online and virtually. They've done it before. Yeah, well, I think I think we're only going to see it only going to see it continue on this trend going forward. I, I don't think it's going to backtrack at this point. I think uh, mm-hmm. companies have too much money invested into this digital media. And I, I really think that it's only going to continue to go. I, I think that there is definitely value in it. Definitely I, see, I uh, definitely, see why people are doing it. I think there's definitely going to need, it's going to need some regulation in the future because I could just see people taking advantage of it so hard. You know, yeah. but you and, know, and I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they're not already doing that. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, EA, <laughs> EA exists. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, so man, we're we're kind of up against our time. We've already met our hour, so we we definitely blew through this. So let's go ahead and do our closing segment called "I right, bro." <laughs> do you uh do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first because mine's isn't like. Like, what's it called? One of those, I right, bro, but like more of a, I right, bro, you know, kind of thing like that. Okay. But, uh, okay, basically, I can, dig, I, I can dig it. I can dig it. I found this, uh, on the news back when we were going to do this the first time before all this happened. And it is basically a group called Record- Reporters Without Borders is using Minecraft to see is this sneak censored works through, uh, international borders. So they're using uh, Minecraft to hold like documents and stuff like that. It's been banned by governments and stuff. And they're putting them in this library that they created in Minecraft on their own server. And people are making like dummy servers and stuff like that in case, you know, governments try to come and try to do that. So it's kind of moving around and stuff. It's pretty cool. Like they have a full library and documents written plain out in the, in the, uh, in the library. So you can take the documents and literally read them. All right, bro. All right, bro. Steve, power to the people. Fight the man any way we can. I like it. It's 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 ingenious. I mean, yeah. people aren't going to think, oh, it's Minecraft. You know what I mean? They think that's a kid's game. You know, it's just something for kids or whatever. Exactly. So, but, you know, Minecraft is one of the most popular games in the world. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. That's pretty cool. All right, well, mine's kind of more of the typical what we talked about at the first. Yeah. So, a man in Hawaii is suing a video game developer saying that the game Lineage 2 was so addictive that he is unable to bathe, dress himself, <laughs> com- communicate with others, and wake up during the day. 51-year-old Craig Smallwood is suing South Korean video game firm NC Softcore for a number of charges, including unfair and deceptive trade practices and accuses the company of causing extreme and serious emotional distress and depression. He says the multiplayer online role-playing game made him spend three weeks in the hospital and that he currently requires therapy three times a week. 
The paper reports that earlier this month, a judge dismissed charges of misrepresentation and deceit, unfair and deceptive trade practices, and intentional infliction of emotional distress and punitive damages. However, the company still faces charges of defamation, negligence, gross negligence, and negligent infliction of emotional distress. Smallwood claims that he spent more than 20,000 hours playing the medieval theme role-playing game from 2004 to 2009, and that he received no warning from the company that the game could be so addictive. Uh, all right, bro. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, bro. Like, some people can't be given things. Like, <laughs> like, like, because it's like, it's like saying, hey, you, you didn't tell me if I kept eating steak that I would get a fucking heart attack. <laughs> you didn't tell me if I jumped off this building, I would fall to my death. Yeah, yeah, you're just sitting there arguing to God like, hey, hey, fucker. Like, 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 I thought you were supposed to save me. Yeah, like, like it's, wow, like, wow, dude. Like, because the thing is, there is predatory practices in games, but... Not showering and not <laughs> just sitting there. Bro. All I'm saying is I have seen Lineage Two personally, and it ain't like they sprinkle crack in that shit. Yeah, it's not the, it's not that good of a game. Yeah, it's not. But then I get then I mean, let's be real. Warcraft, that game looks like garbage. I'm just gonna say for nowadays. Back in the day, it was fine, but now it looks like garbage. But there are still people that are on WoW, like twenty. That, that is true. Yeah. There's still there's still people playing lineage too. I mean, I, I can't front when I played uh, Rogue Spear. I mean, I literally stayed on it for days and then. Yeah. You know, the whole the whole situation with Halo Two. I'll never forget that moment on Halo Two of when when I got I got completely freaking um, embarrassed in the pre hall on Halo Two that one time because I was this real big shot first person shooter gamer on a computer mm-hmm. and I was really good and ranked in the world and all this stuff, but I never played on a console. So I came to college, and they embarrassed me into pre-hall on that console for Halo 2. So for my spring, my uh, winter break, I went to a pawn shop and bought a tube TV, the original Xbox, and Halo, and Halo 2. And the only thing I did my entire winter break, much to my dad, uh, much to my dad's, uh, you know, displeasure, was sit there and play <laughs> Halo 2 the entire winter break. And then, of course, came back and whooped all their asses. But That's how you do it, I, though, bro. I've, I've put some good time in the video games before I was married with kids. So I, yeah. I can't hate on it too much, but 20,000 hours, bro. <laughs> like, I, this I, man spent time in the hospital and shit. Like, like bro, 20,000 hours <laughs> is like, bro, like, where did you, what, like, when did you eat? Like, when did you, tell, like, like, he had to put, I started like, getting blisters on my fingers, so, you know, it's over for me. So I think he probably, like, put in, you know, like, uh, one of those, like, they put something into his veins or some shit. What's that called? Not a decatheter. <laughs> like you probably had one of those too. Like, <laughs> so you have to get up and pee. Like, no, no, I gotta level up, baby. I gotta, uh, <laughs> <laughs> From the sounds of it, I don't think. What? Say it again. You dropped out. I I said from the sounds of it, I don't think you called anybody, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like, yeah, it's that. That's kind of obvious, you know. Like, like, I can't sugarcoat that one. If he's 20,000 hours on Lineage 2, like, that means his baby must have been, like, a, one of those pillows with the, the anime girls on it, the wife who's on it. Like, yeah. That's... No, no, it was, 
It was what are those uh what are those old things that we used to have? They're like little pets and you had to keep it alive. A like Tamagotchi. A yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only thing he called baby was his Tamagotchi. <laughs> Sorry, baby. They don't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool guys. Well, guys, this concludes our very first podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, like I said, we, we do get we do have the to kind of get off and rambling and stuff, but uh, we will definitely uh, fine tune um, this whole podcast thing as we go on. Um, you know, keep in mind we're doing this remotely from my house and from his house, so uh, we're not even actually in the same physical location. So, yeah, and you know, so, leave uh, in the hope- comments, you know, quality and everything, make sure you know they hear us both and things are just going smoothly. Just you know, never be afraid to let us know in the comments because that just helps us make the adjustments for next time. Absolutely, absolutely. And moving forward, we're trying to get a schedule, probably a Sunday night uh, weekly podcast. So if you guys, uh, whoever's listening, this want to join us on Sundays, please feel free. We'd love to have you, and we comments uh, and ways. Uh, you know, let us know how we can get better. Uh, we we will be having guests on. We'll be having all kinds of different um, people in the industry, friends who are knowledgeable, who are good conversationalists, uh, and we'll have them on and picking their as well so if you guys have any topics that you would like us to cover if you have any things that we can do uh to make this podcast better please do not hesitate to reach out to us uh, we're always trying to grow we're always trying to become better we're, we want to we want to make these podcasts golden for all you guys so i hope you guys had as much fun as we had making it and uh, we appreciate your time yeah we will see y'all later and uh don't forget come out to the game night on friday we'll not come out stay in your house Stay your ass yes. at home. But stay your ass at home. Get on the Discord, you know, hook up, see if we can get some games going. All right, guys. Yeah. You all be good. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy, man. All right.